Gang, I really believe that this series is going to set you free. This series that we're talking about being a financial steward is going to set you on a course that's going to take you out of a poverty mindset, out of a lack mentality mindset, and really help you get to a place where that you see yourself as an heir, as H-E-I-R, I believe I'm spelling that right, <laughs> but where you see yourself in the position of a joint heir with Jesus. Last time I checked, Jesus is fully supplied. So that means you as a joint heir are fully supplied. And here on this earth, we are called to be stewards. And I am going to dive into this today, that God is a giver. And if we are called to be imitators of our Heavenly Father, then we as children of the Most High God need to imitate our Father and be givers as well. I'm excited about this. Let's jump into this. Ready, set, go. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. What's going on, Kingdom Success listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 241. Man, uh, I can tell you that this has been a series that has been a dynamic series. And I believe that I, I have to imagine we might be going at least two or three more episodes with the series. And I hope you've been enjoying it. Uh, but before I jump into the actual content, I did want to just mention to you guys a couple quick things. I normally mention this actually on the back end, but I'm going to change it up and I'm actually going to start mentioning this actually on the front end of my podcast. The first thing is, is if you want to actually contribute, if you, this is fully listener supported, this podcast uh, and this video channel right here. So if you actually want to partner with us on Kingdom Success, I'd ask you to do so. Uh, if you feel led of the Lord to do that, you can go to my Patreon uh, page, which is uh, patreon.com backslash Tyler McCart. That's M-C-C-A-R-T. Or you can actually look down in the actual show notes or actually in the description down there, and you'll see the actual PayPal account if you just want to actually do a one-time uh, gift. So that's up to you guys. The Patreon is there for reoccurring uh, subscribers that actually do want to do a reoccurring gift, and do a, I do appreciate that. Uh, but the other thing is if you just want to do a one-time thing, which is totally fine as well. The other thing I wanted to mention to you guys is uh, several weeks ago, you knew that I actually put this out there, that if you wanted to actually subscribe or become a part of my text messaging service that I have for Kingdom Success, it's exclusively for my listeners only. I have a dedicated app that basically works with your text messaging service 
that you can actually text me directly and I'll reply, reply back to you via text. Um, I sometimes send out, you know, things I might be reading a quote or something like that, that might be inspirational. So I might do that. Or if, you know, just like the other day, I was going back and forth with a gentleman, letting him know I've been praying for him and that I wanted to let him know that I was praying for him. And basically, you know, Brad, Brad's the gentleman that was actually on the service. He was actually going back and forth with me on that. So I just want to let you know that guess what? That's another thing that's going to happen. And that phone number is, is this right here. So if you have the opportunity to write this down, you can write it down. Although you can actually go to the show notes again, or the details in whatever podcast player you have, or, or actually down in the uh, YouTube uh, description, and you'll see the actual phone number in there, but I'm going to give it to you right here on the air. So the actual country code is plus one, but it's 770-373-4246. That again is 770-373-4247. And guess what? You can uh, join in uh, the conversation with me. Uh, I definitely do text you back. And uh, it's just a good conversation to have. And via text, I really like it a lot in the service I use. The other thing I wanted to mention uh, to you guys is actually sharing this. Now, I know you can go on to any kind of podcast uh, player that you have, or you know, you can comment in the, uh, in the bottom down there where that this YouTube uh, video is actually posted. But the thing I really... Uh, and, I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you commenting. I appreciate giving a five-star review. I really do appreciate that. But, but what I really appreciate and what I believe that another person would appreciate is that you actually sending this directly to someone and actually saying, hey, I'm getting a lot out of this podcast. I would l- just check it out. You might get a lot out of it as well. I think it'd be a benefit to you and do that. I had a gentleman a good friend of mine reached out to me because of the actual YouTube channel. He actually sent uh, the actual episode to two or three of his uh, buddies, said, hey, man, really think this is good content and uh, would love for you to guys to give you feedback and maybe tune in uh, to this. And so I would highly recommend that. I, that's the way we're going to be able to uh, get this out uh, organically, and I really appreciate any kind of sharing that you actually do guys do uh, with that. So. Let's jump into the content. Episode 241, God is a giver. So we've been talking about this, uh, this whole entire podcast, um, you know, financial stewardship. And, you know, first and foremost, you know, how in the world does this podcast of success blend in with money and, you know, isn't my money kind of separated from what I should be doing in the kingdom, Tyler, you know, I should be all about focus on people. No, I believe that God wants you to maximize who you are in the kingdom. And that is spiritually, physically, and financially. Those big three things right there, spiritually, physically, and financially. Those three things right there are things that you should be looking at, at least as a benchmark or at least a starting point in your life for where you're at in your kingdom walk. Now, with that said, today I'm going to begin to unpack this scripture verse that we've been focused on, or actually is our foundational scripture verse in Luke 16, verse 11. 
And I'm just going to read it for you guys real quick again so that you kind of can hear the gravity. And this is Jesus, J-S-U-S. He's the one talking right here. So we want to be able to pay attention really carefully to this. So here it is. If you have not handled the riches of this world with integrity, why should you be trusted with eternal treasures of the spiritual world? So, again, I'm basing a lot of this around uh, a book that I just finished up reading uh, by Andrew Walmack. Uh, You can find the actual link in the show notes below, which is called Financial Stewardship. Fantastic book. Highly, highly recommend the book. And I know that it's impact, if, if it's impacted me, it'll definitely impact you. But I want to start with a, a quote of actually starting in chapter uh, two. And the title of that chapter is actually God is a giver. And I really want to just start with this quote. I think it's a very powerful quote to be able to kind of help us set up for this episode here. Many people are afraid to loosen the grip, the death grip they have on their money because they think God will take it all away. Actually, God will treat you better than you treat yourself. <laughs> all right, let me, say, let me actually repeat that one more time for your little sweet self. Actually, God will treat you better than you treat your own self. God is, not, God is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. He might make different choices than you would, yet he will certainly treat you better than you treat yourself. I know that I've heard a lot of people say these things, and uh, I've sat down with several people, actually. Let me get a quick swig of my energy drink here, okay? Excess energy drink, by the way. And by the way, if you'd like to get some of these, send me a direct message. All right, so there's a, there's a mindset out there in the body of Christ. Uh, the reason why I know that this mindset exists is because a lot of times I've sat down with several, several people, men, predominantly. I mean, I don't sit down with a lot of ladies, but that's okay. I mean, I still am open and talking to ladies. (laughs) I just, um, anyway, that's about the point. But in a lot of the guys I sit down with, I've, I've heard this, either they've said it literally, or they've beaten around the bush with it. And that's the whole entire mindset of selling out, selling out to your, to your heavenly father and going all in. And the first place you go all in with is your finances with your heavenly father. But a lot of times the mindset that a lot of Christians will do, and this is a mindset that we've got to dispel out of our mind is this right here is if I sell out to the Lord, the Lord's going to ask me to go into full-time ministry and I'm going to have to go live in a hut over in Africa or somewhere in the jungle and I have to sell everything, pack my family up and go live in Nowhereville and spread the gospel. And I'm not going to have anything. I'm not going to have anything nice. I'm not going to have a lifestyle that I've dreamt about. 
I'm going to basically have to sell my sell, sell everything and, and basically do without that is a mindset that is in the Christian world that has got to get rid of. Okay. And one of the reasons I even started this podcast early on seven years ago was because I needed you guys to realize that if you do sell out to the Lord, if you do go all in with him and make him literally the Lord of your life, where that, what that means is, is that every decision you make, whether it be, you know, the next job you get or the next, um, place you might go and eat or the church you attend or the place you take your, you, your, you let your kids go to school at every decision you make, you filter that decision through Holy spirit and you allow the Holy spirit to pull you and guide you to a certain way or certain area that he's leading you to. That is what selling out is. But unfortunately I'm, I can't sit there and say that, you know, we've gotten away from that because I know that sometimes the church, you know, and I, cause I've been in church, I've been in church for 30 years, 40 years, almost really actually 40 years of my life. Cause I'm 42 and I, I know that I, at the ripe old age of one, two years old, I was in, you know, the Baptist church that I attended right over here in good old, um, Lithonia, Georgia and being in or near Stone mountain and being in that church, there was this mindset or even a altar call of someone getting called into full-time Christian service. And I even at one time, whenever I was actually 18, the day, the night before I was leaving to go to coastal Carolina university, I answered that call, but it happened in a whole different way with me than what my mind had thought. I thought whenever I had said, okay, I'm going to go into full-time Christian service, that what that meant was, is that I was going to become a preacher or I was going to become an evangelist or I was going to become some kind of minister of the gospel. And in doing so, I was going to maybe live a, a life that, that, was only in service to the Lord. I couldn't have a lot of things and I couldn't do some things I wanted to do or some things that in my heart of hearts that I wanted to do. And that was so far from the truth. And as I went through college, the Lord sat me down one night or as I was seeking the Lord about what am I going to do for my uh, major? Because at that time I declared myself as a psychology major because, hey, I was going to be a pastor or I was going to be some kind of minister of the gospel. And the only thing I knew was that if you're going to do that, you need to become a psychologist to, to understand people. <laughs> how, how silly was I, but here I was, this, that's just what I thought. And the Lord, I remember the night so well because I remember the Lord saying, Hey Tyler, what is, what does a pastor do? Or what is a, you know, someone that's running a church do. And I, I said, well, you know, they go see the sick. And I also said, they also go see, you know, take care of the poor and they take care of the widows. They take care of the orphans. You know, I was just rattling off all the things I knew from the Bible. And, and then the Holy spirit said, what else is, what does else the pastor do? And I remember I kind of got a little frustrated with the Holy spirit I said, well, I'm answering everything that you've said, 
But lo and behold, whenever I laid back down that night in my dorm, and as I was laying there as an eight as an eighteen year old uh, kid, I remember the Holy Spirit saying, "Tyler, a pastor is a businessman. A pastor has to run an organization. A pastor has to manage money. Tyler, get out of your head that." You have to be a pastor of a local church, even though that's fine, but you're still called it. And that was one thing that the Holy Spirit allowed me to see that was greater than just me sitting there thinking, okay, I'm going to live this Christian life. I'm going to be a sold out believer and I'm going to be a pastor or some kind of minister of the gospel. And that was another thing. And then another shift happened where that I got really set free when I learned about kings and priests. And right around that time of kings and priests was really the time where that Tyler had this huge revelation that I wasn't working for money anymore. Yeah. Some of you guys have heard me talk about this revelation that I got, but a man of God basically asked me, said, Tyler, listen, did you have to work for your salvation? No, I just received my salvation. Okay. He said, Tyler, did you have to work for your healing? No, I just, I received my healing. Tyler, did you have to really work hard for that deliverance that you had? No, I didn't have to do that either. And then the gentleman said, he said, so why do you think you have to work for your money? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My mind was like, whoa, I had never thought about it that way. And this ties into this whole thing about how I viewed myself. So let me just go back to the marketplace thing. So as I, as a king and a priest, I, yeah, in my own home here in my own home, I am a king and a priest that that's then my, but from a corporate setting, from a body of Christ setting, and you can even look at it as a type and shadow of the children of Israel, you had one tribe, one tribe that was called to be the priests. One tribe, that was it. The other 11 tribes were called kings or they were called to do and do commerce, to do business, to do education, to do politics. Those other 11 were a whole lot more than the actual one. Right? And so all of a sudden, I realized that I wasn't called to be a priest. I was called to be a king. And that was, I don't have time to go into that, but this all kind of sets up this whole entire mindset that in the kingdom, being sold out to your heavenly father does does not mean that you're going to have to go live in a grass hut and give up everything you have. No, right where you're at is an assignment, is an assignment that God has on your life that he wants you to fulfill, that he needs you to fulfill. Because remember how we've always talked about this, you've got fellowship, God gives you an assignment, and God will give you the provision to complete that assignment. Let me get a quick, another swig, hang on. So 
when you turn everything over to your Heavenly Father, God will actually treat you better than you treat yourself. Promise you that. Let me read this quote right here. God wants to bless his children. In fact, if you aren't embarrassed, now watch this now. This is, (laughs) I could go off on this right here. God wants to bless his children. This is a quote from Andrew Womack's book, page 27. Just notating that. God wants to bless his children. In fact, if you aren't embarrassed by the level of your, of the pro of your, if you're not embarrassed by your level of prosperity, then there is a good chance you aren't depending on God as your source. <laughs> oh, <laughs> kingdom success listener. Wow. 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 Let me read that again. God wants to bless his children. In fact, if you aren't embarrassed by your level of prosperity, then there is a good chance you aren't depending on God as your source. Now, I can identify with this right here. I literally can. And in the book, Andrew actually talks about how that he actually had received this awesome top of the line, maybe Denali. I don't know what it was. SUV suburban that this gentleman had given him and everywhere he went around town, people would comment if he was at the gas station or wherever he was, people would comment actually on this uh, awesome SUV that Andrew had. And it was actually embarrassing him. He was because in one reason it was embarrassing him was mainly because whenever the people would come up to him and say, man, that is an awesome uh, SUV, awesome suburban that you have, you know, where'd you get it? How, what do you do that? Normally a question like that comes from somebody you know, I've, I, I just rolled past a, a awesome Bentley and I had to take a picture of it. And the lady that actually owned it was standing right there <laughs> while I was taking a picture of the Bentley because I was just like, man, this is a beautiful car. And I, I just had to ask, you know, what she did. And you just kind of a typical thing you do. So anyway, Andrew would have to a- answer that question like, well, I'm a preacher. <laughs> I'm a minister of the gospel. And he would normally get, you know, this look of, oh, wow, you're, or so whatever, you kind of know the look or kind of know the feeling of, you know, hey, you know, a CEO or a lawyer or a very successful businessman or a very successful salesperson, they could have that kind of nice SUV. But if a pastor or a preacher has something nice, ah, that's, that's, that's questionable right there. Gang, we got to get rid of that mindset right there. Number one, but anyway, Andrew was embarrassed of it. So he actually went back to the gentleman and said to the guy, hey, look, I this is embarrassing. I mean, every time I go and uh, I'm out and I drive this around, people are questioning me and they're asking me. And they're, when I tell them I'm a, I'm a minister of the gospel, they, they kind of raise an eyebrow to me, all right? And the gentleman stated back to Andrew, stated back to Andrew, which I think, is such a powerful, powerful thing. He said, Andrew, 
If you aren't embarrassed at the level of your prosperity, then God isn't really your source. And Andrew, when he heard that, was, I mean, that, that, was, that was a huge revelation to Andrew, where that if you're not really embarrassed about what God, and why, why would you be embarrassed? Great question, glad you asked. You might sit there and say, well, Tyler, I really understand that. That's not happening in my life. I'm not embarrassed. Well, here's what happens. Just like your salvation, just like what I said earlier, you didn't have to earn your salvation. You didn't have to earn your healing. You didn't have to earn your deliverance. And therefore, when you have a nice vehicle or you have a nice house, you didn't earn it. It was God all the while, effectively, behind the scenes, doing and empowering you to be able to get wealth, to be able to get that thing or to be able to bless you with that thing. And that that right there is why I can identify with that because for a I'll be honest with you guys, a little while here over probably the last, you know, six or seven years, I've been a little embarrassed about the prosperity that my wife and I have received. And I can't take credit for what I've done. And that, 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 yeah, that's, that's what I want to get to. I can't take credit for it. Therefore, it almost seems kind of like, uh, well, I didn't really earn this. And so it was just given to me and I just received it and yeah. And because I had this attitude, it was like I was embarrassed about it and I really didn't go and brag on my heavenly father to talk about, look what the Lord's done. (laughs) Look, look at what the Bible, when you do the Bible, this is what happens. I mean, you, if you're, if you're watching uh, on, on the YouTube channel right now, and you've seen this, you know, just even back over my left shoulder right here, I've got this, um, I don't know what you call it, a, a display, a very nice display thing behind me. It wasn't here on the last episode. If you go back and look at 240, uh, if you want to go watch it. But anyway, this piece of furniture behind me is actually from my uh, grandparents' home. And... My grandparents were abundantly blessed and my wife and I just received a whole lot of furniture that we didn't have to buy. And you might say, oh, you know, you're just so lucky and that's, no, there's no luck about it. It is called the Bible. It's called, you leave an inheritance for your children's children. Well, Harvey and Evelyn Ewing, my grandparents left an inheritance for their children's children. I am a, that children, that children's children. Okay. And it's all I can say is thank you. Praise God. And if that hasn't happened to you, well, why don't you be the first generation of your own family to do that for your children's children? Amy and I, i I'm just, man, I'm getting fired up. Okay. Amy and I actually have already about a year ago, we started out saying, you know what? We've got these accounts for our children, for our children. And we've been putting money in 
Um, you know, sometimes we use that money to pay for certain things that there's a, maybe a big ticket item that they have, but for majority of the time we, we put money into those accounts. Well, Amy came to me and I praise God for my wife thinking about this. She's like, you know, we need to actually have an account for our grandchildren and start putting money aside for that. And so for the last year, we started out with just 50 bucks. Yeah, $50. And we actually started setting money aside every, I think it's every two weeks that we set money aside and put money in that account. And last time I looked at that, that account, I mean, it's, it's grown. I, it's, it's more than $50 right now. It's more than $1,000. And I'm 42 right now. I don't have grandchildren. My oldest is 10 years old. What is that account going to look like 20 years from now or 10 years from now or 15 years from now whenever I start having grandchildren? Well, I will probably give, it, give that money to them right away until they're 18. So we're looking at another, you know, uh, 30, 40 years of putting money aside for my grandchildren, guys. I, this is the Bible. You might say, you know, I've had people comment or, you know, say, well, you're just a trust fund baby. Well, that's the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just was embarrassed. So let me, I, and I apologize for going off on that right there. And maybe I've belabored this. I mean, I haven't even gotten past my first, first page of, of notes here, but I hope this has been good uh, to you. I, I believe it has. I mean, it's, it's impacted me. I mean, just me even talking about this because this is Bible. I mean, this is the way God wants to do it. I go back to saying, you know, that, you know, with the very opening statement I made is that, Many people are afraid to loosen their death grip and they, of, their own, of, their, of, de- of their money because they think that God will take it all away, which in fact, God will treat you better than you actually treat yourself. And I'm living true for that, guys. I, glory to God, Tyler McCart, Amy McCart, we are living proof of that. And you know what? Here, I'm, I'm telling you this. I'm, I'm speaking into your ears and I get, hope that this gets into your, your brain right now, that if you sell out and you take the first step, because I haven't even got to this part yet, but when you sell out and you get, take the first step, and the first step is your finances, turning everything over to the Holy Spirit, turning everything over to the Lord and letting him be the one to direct and be the boss and to give direction. And whenever you, he starts talking about finances in the Bible, you perk up real quick. You say, oh, here, here's, here's a little uh, golden nugget right here to be able to help me make it in this world. You know, money, money that might not be everything. It can't buy happiness, but you know what? Last time I checked, people that are riding on the jet ski, they ain't frowning. <laughs> okay. But I just want to give you one example. I, I, I just have to give you one example of prosperity in the Bible of somebody that had turned everything over to the Lord and look at what God did. All right. And look at this gentleman's heart. And I, I'm just going to read this right here to you from the actual um, book. Okay. Cause it, it just outlines it very well. And he, it's actually David. So David is a good example. He built, he wanted to build the actual Lord's temple, but God told him he couldn't. God wanted David's son Solomon to actually build the temple. David obeyed God, key thing right there. 
But he started, watch this, he started to set aside money and material so that Solomon would would need one day in order to build the temple. It was his way of contributing to the house of God. David set aside, are you ready for this? Watch this. This is, this is, this is, he set aside this. Okay. He set this aside ahead of time. He set aside the equivalent of $36 billion in gold and $14 billion in silver with, while Solomon was growing up. Hello. Then right after he handed over the throne to Solomon, you ready for this? Here we go, guys. Talk about being prospered. I know you might say, well, he's a king. I just got to tell him you were a king. That this, you've got a better covenant than David had. Wake up. Hello. He was part of the old covenant. You're a new covenant. You got the Holy Spirit literally indwelling inside of you. I mean, keep going. I'll get too fired up about that. So right after he had, he made Solomon, he, he made one more gift. David made one more gift. And he said, moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of God, and this is David speaking here, I have of my own proper good of gold and silver, silver, which I have given to the house of the Lord over and above all the, that I have prepared for the holy house, even 3,000 talents of gold, gold offer, offer, whatever that word is, 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house with, uh, with all the gold for things of gold, the things for silver for silver, and all manner of woodwork to be made by the hand uh, craftsmen's craftsmen. And who then is willing to concentrate his service to the day of the Lord? That's, this is all found in actually First Chronicles chapter 29. You can go and read it for yourself. And this, for this one-time gift, get, David gave 110 tons of gold, 260 tons of silver. Today's prices, that would be the equivalent of $6 billion in gold. I said billion dollars, $6 billion in gold and over $300 million in silver. After giving that huge gift, David encouraged the people to give and the leaders of the tribe uh, to give, uh, to caught up and they were all caught up in the spirit of giving and began to donate large sums of money. The get, they gave 17, you ready for this? What, I mean, what, what people come on? Hello. That's us. This is us, the church. Listen, they gave $17 billion in gold and silver in one day. I don't have time to sit in and read the rest of this, but gang, this is all in your Bible. This isn't some made up stuff. This isn't pie in the sky. God, you know, God can actually show you how to become a billionaire. I promise you that you, all you have to do is just believe it. If that's you, if you know that sometime in your lifetime that you've had inside of your heart say, you know what? I believe God wants me to be a billionaire because I, I believe that he can trust me with the money and he wants me to be a steward of that money and be able to bless other people. And trust me, a billion dollars can go a long way. I was talking to a gentleman uh, just the other day 
that uh, just the interest alone off a billion dollars could fund fund his whole entire. He's got a. I think he's got a campus, uh, a private Christian school, a campus of about six or seven hundred kids, and he says the interest alone off a billion dollars um, could easily fund and allow those kids to go free, and no one have to pay t- tuition. You don't think that God would would want that? Hello, wake up. Come on, guys. Come on. We got to get out of this mindset. We got to think bigger than where you're at right now. I'm way over my time, but I'm just going to finish up these last couple of things here. In order to begin to prosper, you have to stop thinking of money as belonging to you. You need to quit seeing yourself as the source of your own prosperity and recognize that all blessings and riches come from God. You're not that smart. You know, I used to just, and I, let me, I guess I'm just, I got to read this other quote right here because it's just, it ties right into it. It says, the reason people are so stressed out about money is that they think they're in control of their finances. People tend to think they are responsible for all the factors that lead to prosperity and money they need to survive. They are worried about losing their jobs or a downturn in the economy because they see themselves as the source of their own provision. Gang, this is why I'm talking about this. This is why I, 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 I myself had to renew my mind every day that I'm not the source of my, and really this whole entire mindset of that God's the one that has given me the prosperity, the whatever it is that I have. And for me, I have got to realize, okay, when money comes in or some kind of prosperous thing comes into my life or some kind of gift comes into my life, my first question, whenever you make the Lord the Lord of your life. The first question is, Hey Lord, what do you do with this? What, how would you want me to, uh, maximize this right here? Right? That's, that's, that should be a first question that you ask yourself. Not, Oh, this is something I just earned. I, I made this happen. I made this happen. You no, know, God gave you the air to breathe. Last time I checked, you know, <laughs> You know, God, God prevented you from getting in an accident, going to work probably, or maybe some kind of disaster happening, or maybe gave you the, the health that you have so that you actually can function properly. And I'm telling you, we got to start looking at ourselves at our source and start realizing that, you know, God's our source. And this is the first step. And I, I didn't even get to on this episode to get into the actual, um, really kind of where all this kind of leads to. And I, I believe you're going to enjoy it whenever I do get to it. But I just had to, I just had to set all that up right there. So again, hey, if you want to um, sow into this, uh, you know, podcast, if you want to come be a partner of it, go to Patreon. All right, I've already said that before on the very uh, beginning. Again, if you want to actually uh, text message back and forth with me, uh, you can subscribe to my text message service. It's totally free. You can always opt out if you want to. If you don't want to do it anymore, totally fine. Um, they also, if you got something out of this episode, share it, share it directly with somebody. Don't just, I mean, I appreciate you doing it. If you post it on the, your social media wall, really appreciate it. But really where you, 
the rubber hits the road is whenever you actually directly send this to somebody via text message or via email and say, hey, I got something out of this. It really blessed me. I would highly recommend it to you guys. So kingdom success, know that you're blessed, you're highly favored, you're empowered to prosper, you walk in divine health, the spirit of breakthroughs upon you, and gang will catch you on the other side. 